Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Quarter Life Podcast. I will be directing this episode. My name is Juan. With me, I have... Oscar Magadha. Uh Today, we have a very special guest of ours. You want to introduce yourself? My name is Jesus Martinez, uh, otherwise known as Costco, C-O-S-T-K-O. And we're very excited to have him on today uh, for our subject about philosophy. Um, just to get started, I will openly admit that I never cared about philosophy, um, because when I was in grade school, I thought people were just being kind of fake deep, like in high school or middle school. And then I just kind of saw them as like, mm, not really dumb, but just not like they're trying too hard to be cool the way they think. And I was like, dude, like I'm 12. Like, I just want to, I just want to do shit, you know? Um, and then after high school, going into college, you know, you get exposed to like different people, different opinions and stuff. And then you start reflecting about like how you've lived your past, you know, decade or, you know, a couple of years. And then you start reflecting about other things like your family, the actions you've taken, the food you've eaten and shit. I don't really think that. I ever took life that seriously until like a couple of things happened and that was after high school. And that's what made me realize like, damn, like philosophy is like actually some serious shit. And then I should take some time to reflect on my life and other people's and like my opinions and like, do I even have core values? Do I have morals? What are my ethics? What are my, you know, um, logos, pathos, ethos, like, you know, and then right now I'd say like with my Instagram, if anyone pays attention to like what I write on there, the captions are usually like a word or statement and then like the description is something that goes along the lines of like me describing a philosophy or like a value or an opinion that I have. Um, So I guess I interact with and I think about philosophy like on an everyday basis now, but it's not as serious as I think it could be where I'm like in depth having a conversation with myself preemptively like thinking what am I going to do next? How am I going to think next? You know, things like that um now i want to pass on the question to you oscar about how you stand with philosophy um i don't know i feel like i've always been a philosophical like thinker um like you said i'm 12 and and you don't want to think about i was actually i am 12 why shouldn't i think about that um like i actually weirdly enough um i started thinking more meta right that's what you know you start thinking about thinking or you start like um, thinking about who you are as a person, who you, how you reflect society and stuff like that. Um, because I would listen to old school rap mm-hmm. and that used to stay more woke. Um, like Tupac Shakur was very like, um, you, you can call him a, a street philosopher. You know, Biggie Smalls was also the same thing. A lot of the old school um, had philosophies and, and morals that reflected what society like how they got built up, you know. So I, for some reason, I, I thought of myself like that's the way I should learn it. So I, I, I kind of grew a, a, a weird sense of street knowledge. Um, but then as I, as I grew through my high school phase, I started like learning more of the Greek philosophers. I started paying attention more to Western philosophy, stuff like that. Um, I took a class in my freshman year of college, um, just basic philosophy. Um, I was, a, I was actually a philosophy minor for like two point seconds, but, um, 
it, it, I mean, it, 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 the guy that taught it was a, like a hippie. I mean, he, he openly admitted he took drugs and, and experimented, and he said that life isn't, like you said, life isn't um, as serious. Well, I guess that's his point of view of it. Um, you know, he, he said that, you know, he took peyote. It's like a weird cactus drug from the desert. And that, like, if I remember since then, like, he's been a philosopher, like, thinking in a way where he wants people to think, to question everything. He was a very, like, I need to question everything. You know, and a lot of the topics was, like, do we have free speech, like, free will? You know, is that is that something? Is there, like, a a higher being? Is that higher being the ultimate power? Stuff like that. It's, and, and, you know, you that class maybe helped me reflect on my on my thoughts. Um, I I say I'm a religious person. You know, I try to be. I think we had a discussion like that in our in our group chat the other day, and I think you know, sometimes like I'm I'm part of the the group where like I don't believe in the system, but I do believe in the in the in the religion religion itself, and you know because it it does give good morals and does give good ethics and, and it does teach you know so to some people are stories some people take that as like a like a fucking you know bi- like biography of yeah. of life but um i take it more as like each story has a good thing that you can learn and even and even in every religious book um there's stories that or just passages that you know make you reflect on things and that's how i carry myself every day um but I'm going to put that to Jesus and see what he thinks. Well, you mentioned being exposed to philosophy in, like, grade school or not caring about philosophy in grade school. And I can say that in terms of my experience, I never really cared for philosophy because I didn't understand what philosophy was mm-hmm. during grade school. Although, like, when we look back into, like, old school rap, like you said or Greek philosophy in general, or just really anything from like our past, like growing up, we can kind of see these philosophical traits that Mm -hmm. we can pick up and understand. But in terms of my experiences with them, I couldn't pinpoint them and I didn't care to pinpoint them because I really didn't know how to or care to. It wasn't until our senior year of high school when I took humanities that I was really exposed to what philosophy was. And that's when I was able to understand and remember like, oh, okay, like I can see where like of mice and men took um, their philosophical turn or I can see, I'm starting to understand my music a little bit better. Like it's, it helped me understand really art and life around me in a different limelight because I was exposed to this new worldview through the class. And I can say that I really enjoyed it. And it's really shaped how I take literature, art, music, almost everything in my life now. And I can say that I am a very philosophical person in the sense that I like learning new things. Okay, I, I, I would agree with that. I like learning. I like hearing what other people view the world, what their worldviews are, what their stances are, how they like to live their life. Um, and I can say that they never really happened until I took humanities, for sure. Then after high school, I I went to North Central. Um, and during my time there, I was a part of the college college program. And that was a very, not extremely philosophical-based honors program. 
but they did root it into the course programs for that because there is a there's a course section called history of ideas which is basically just another humanities class Mm -hmm. where they had different time periods where they talked about the different philosophies i took roman christian thought and early modern so we talked about um socrates uh rene descartes all these different philosophers from the time and i can that made me just kind of want to absorb all the knowledge from all these people and take it not seriously but just helped understand what came before us and some of it helped change my worldview and how i understand the world now some of it didn't um but that's okay and that's what i like about philosophy is that Mm. there isn't a set answer to Mm. anything in the world it's not like math where like there is a set answer to this problem with philosophy you kind of make it you make your own answer yeah and that's fine and that's what i really really enjoy about it oh that's great i like the uh idea of philosophy is like what you said um is like um kind of a little bit of history mm-hmm. of like what people thought before like or how people got to think this way because of this say that say uh now i want to bounce some of my own philosophies and just see if you guys agree with them or think about them in a different kind of way uh let's see i have my list here okay the first one is the world and then i have this in parentheses for the most part is gray and it's not black and white um that's a bit i mean yeah because things are can never be black and white like i i i think so because like um if you were then you know we'll have all good guys and all bad guys and i don't think that's truly the case i mean there's people that are like that and there's people that aren't um i don't know i i was just thinking about this quote the other day and i don't know if it's from from the avengers or is it from from somewhere else but someone like i forgot what it was but like everyone oh i think it's attack no i don't know what it is but i think it's like the quote goes and i'm just paraphrasing like there's no good or bad it's just their perspective on good Mm. i think it's gonna seed i think someone told me that because like like let's say you have two empires or two nations that are fighting each other and they both think they're right you know and but like one thinks the other one is evil and stuff like that um and stuff like so like i do agree with the whole it's gray um i don't like and it's always you know case by case you know some things are just black and white like either can't or you can you know or sometimes you you can but you got to you know think think outside the box or you know it it always plays off the way you think it will and then but yeah like what, what do you think asus i i think for the most part i would agree that it is gray um there's definitely in most cases there's not a right or wrong answer to a lot of yeah. aspects of life it really just comes down to like what oscar said it kind of depends on the situation mm-hmm. really i think personally that there is like universal morals like rape is bad yeah of course mm-hmm. um but there are people that don't think rape is bad right and we could consider that they're bad because right. of that but like he said they don't think that they're bad because mm-hmm. that's just their belief system 
um, you can take it at, you can take that as you will, but there isn't like a set stance to that. Not everyone is going to think that they're assholes. There will be, there will be people, unfortunately, that agree with them. Mm-hmm. And that's where the greatness comes in. And sometimes I think that's okay because there, I know there's a quote from, I think the philosopher was Augustine, St. Augustine, mm-hmm. where he said that evil is just the absence of good. And you can't understand what good is if there isn't any evil. And that's kind of what helps us formulate our own yeah. moral standpoints on what makes us feel good versus what makes us feel terrible. So mm-hmm. we kind of need that greatness. Um, because a world that's just black and white could probably be dangerous. Mm-hmm. I agree. Gra- yeah, granted, greatness could also be dangerous. Yeah. But, but life in general, it can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, yeah, for the most part, I think it is great. And then those other times where I think it's like, it is black and white or like things like that, like things that are like purely evil, like like rape is bad or like, you know, you know, child abuse is bad. And I think that most like written laws, you know, the laws that we have in place are based off of our morals and stuff like that, you know. Um, and going back to what you said, Oscar, about like that quote about like, you know, evil, there's no evil. It's just like the perspective of good or something. Um, I think that's very in line with what Thanos said. So maybe, I think that's what it was. so maybe it was from the, yeah. the MCU. Um, Cause I could totally see him saying that like, oh, well, my entire planet's whole population would have died or only 50% have to die and the rest can live. You know, yeah. No, I mean, and it, and like you, you, you just quoted. Um, I'm in the, I'm in the whole, I'm in the side where like laws, like people do go with what they believe in the laws, but what we're seeing in current news with the whole like abortion laws in in Alabama and in the southern states, like they're they're going based off their Christian beliefs, yeah. but they're not really good Christians. It's like. Mm-hmm. A lot of people use their beliefs as a, a, a like a shield yeah. to protect themselves, and that's the and, and they believe that every the world's black and white because either you believe what I believe, or you, and whatever you if you don't believe what I believe, you're you're against me. Exactly, um, and and that's the case. It's it's definitely uh, and they, and they're using those beliefs to, and they're they're men in power mm-hmm. that are taking that belief system and and making sure everyone is in the same page and obviously the entire world who's forward thinking is like oh, you're, you're you're an idiot like this is horrible this is like horrible laws like so like not all laws i i i would even go a further stretch and said the majority of laws are false or flawed because i mean if you go 200 years ago you know slavery was a lawful thing yeah. and we think about it now and that's who in the right mind would would think that's a a morally a morally correct thing to do to put someone in an enslavement status and and there's still going on now we just either putting a blind eye and that's where we the whole gray area goes like we don't want to see what we don't want to see until it's until it's on you know fox news or something like that but yeah i don't know yeah, and if if I can just add, sure, it's even yeah. if you think about it, like how you just said, like two hundred years ago, slavery was seen as okay. Mm-hmm. It makes me kind of wonder, like, fifty years from now, what's going to be the new okay? Like, is the oh, okay yeah. that's 
but we have now mm-hmm. is that going to be seen as bad 50 years from now because we've all had experiences where like what we experienced like in middle school was seen as okay to talk about like i remember days in middle school where like i was walking down the ha- hallway and someone gets jumped and you hear someone yell like oh look he's getting raped he's getting yeah. raped and that was seen as okay mm-hmm. unfortunately but now that we think about it now you you see someone say that and you're like don't do that you're yeah. a fucking asshole but yeah. years ago it was just it was fine now yeah. and that's kind of like we're we're constantly progressing and we're kind of seeing that like all these horrible things that people have done before that were seen as okay we're not seeing that anymore and it's just it's crazy to think about that, like in a couple of years it could just flip-flop and something that we're doing now that we think is fine could not be um the next one is people view the world the way they view themselves something i strongly believe in um often when i'm having a bad day it's probably because you know i took an l or like i made a mistake or you know something personally has um affected me and then i take it out on others which is unfortunate you know you have to learn to control your emotions um but you know people who are having a rough time who take their anger out on you you know i'm sure they're under a lot of stress too and i'm sure they have their problems so i think it's very much the case that like you're not the problem it's like what they're dealing with is the problem and they don't know how to take care of that um i think 75 percent of the time that's correct i think you're a product of who you are so like if for some reason um yeah you, you know you can have a bad day because your favorite soccer team lost or your favorite ba- basketball team or whatever or you know you you got you were late you know your bumper broke off or whatever like it those things can definitely mess you up um but if you're an always uh a bitter person like is it's hard for you to not look at the positive sides of things um i'm always i'm a kind of person that sees the positive in a lot of people um my girlfriend thinks that that's definitely been a a hindrance like a, kind of a hindrance on me because like i people will take advantage of that positivity but in the end of the day i rather see the positive in things till i'm proven wrong you know mm-hmm. and, and, and i'm a very patient person as well so like you know i can have my bumper can fall off and and my soccer team can lose the same day but if i find five dollars the my whole day is just better so like and i i i just na- named two l's and one small w but that one small w makes my day already um so like it really all depends on 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 your you know your 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 mental state of mind and makes and you know that's just the way i view it things um there's obviously days where like you know it can be outside's gray and and i just not feeling it today and that's just that's just human nature uh yeah i totally agree i think that um there's gonna be a point where your life really isn't that bad and now you're only complaining because like you know it's not the world that you're viewing as bad it's like yourself it's like dude like come on like your life can't be that bad what do you think jesus i feel like i tend to agree more with juan in the sense that the way you feel impacts how you see the world in the now mm-hmm. but i feel like like the l's that you take don't change your core values that you believe in because C- if they do change then they're not your core values right 
because your core values that you believe in will not change no matter how you feel. Um, that is if, of course, if you really strongly believe about them. So like I could have my bumper fall off, fall off while mm-hmm. I'm like an hour and a half away from home. Um, but I'm still going to maintain a positive attitude and try to find a way around it because that's what is important to me is just trying to find the, the light at the end of the tunnel, even in the bad situations or even like seeing the world more as a sunshine than mm-hmm. in a rainy day, more white than black. Um, so it's, I feel like it's more of a gray area, but I, I still stand yeah. by that where it's like, <laughs> I still stand by that. It'll help. If you feel bad, it will definitely make you feel differently in the now, mm-hmm. but overall how you see life in general, it will not change or at least not drastically. Um, one of my favorite comic books, um, is the Dark Knight Returns. The one where he's old. The one where he's old, yeah. Uh, no, not not the Dark Knight Returns. The uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, it, it it actually it, it, it's 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 a Batman story arc. Um, and it, it's loosely the new Joker movies loosely based off it. Um. But the Joker has a philosophy that everyone can be as crazy as he is just with based off one bad day. You know? Um, man, I can't I can't think of the comic book. It's it's basically the comic book is basically that he makes um Commissioner Gordon's day really bad. Like he just goes at it. Oh, it's um It's the one where he kills his daughter. He doesn't he doesn't kill her, but like he paralyzes her. And then, like, but, like, the one that actually snaps is um, Batman. The name of it is The Killing Joke. Yeah, yeah, The Killing Joke, The Killing Joke. And the joke is that, you know, you can have one really bad day, and that's what's going to make you snap. Um, and and, and then I think that's uh, that can, for some people, it's true. Like, you know, you, you do take a lot of L's, and, and your positivity will start to, like, dim. And then, you know... Your bumper falls off, and that's when you become the Joker. But nobody ever becomes a Joker like that. But um, it's it's a interesting view at life. Um, like I said, I try to stay as positive as I can, um, and I, I and I'm I'm in the point where I can take enough L's, but my myself my core values hold me hold me down and keep me down to earth. Um, if not, like I'll definitely be a loose cannon somewhere you know blowing up gotham but but those events like that can change your core values now that you mention it yeah like it takes that one very very bad day or very bad event in your life to change your core values in the same way that it takes something really really positive to change your core values as well so third one is going back to what oscar said um a little earlier like we're a byproduct of ourselves um, I think that we are all byproducts of the people we've met, specifically our friends. Uh, our friends are really the ones that make us happy, and you know everything else is like secondary. Um, I'm at a. I was for a long time a, a nomad, among friend groups. Like I had so many friends, and I was a part of so many friend groups basically, and each friend group taught me, one thing or the other. Um, and you know, towards the end, 
when, once you're older or once you you know you're after college or after high school you tend to stick with the same friends um because you do share the same values or do you do share the same interests um or you don't you you, you completely share the complete opposites of things and and that makes it more interesting because for some reason you guys my friends or your or anybody's friends that are like that keep things interesting and you keep learning because they 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 think differently um for instance like you know you and me do this podcast and we both think differently and that makes it interesting because this episode is completely different than the last two episodes that I've directed mm-hmm. and you know and I'm participating perfectly fine because it's a whole different ball game for me um don't but you do tend to um think differently um even people that aren't your friends but are like associates tend to teach you one thing or the other you know um for you know just by by any means you know you can meet somebody per you know you can meet someone that's homeless for some for some instance and you and you appreciate what you have and that might be a, a very bad way to learn to appreciate things but you you do learn um for me you know being more in communication with like the pre-mail guys made me think more of like a business aspect of things and how I can grow the the TQL and how we can grow and stuff like that and that's just because I've talked to him maybe like three or four times and you know I don't know just definitely there's a lot of people that I've met that have been on a constant grind to build their own image or their own hustle you know shout out to Adrian who who's like who I probably the only person that I've known that's been trying to rap or, you know, been trying to make it out as a rapper since high school. And he's, const- and I'm pretty sure he's taken L's, but he's continuing to grind. And he just dropped a new song. Shout out to Adrian. Um, but yeah, like you, you learn depending on who you meet and, and you take bits and pieces of that personality or those like, they're, they're even core values. You'd start adapting that. Um, that doesn't mean you, you let go of your own core values. That just means that, you you understand their core values and sometimes you you adopt them the, on the situation so i definitely agree with oscar i i am also a firm believer that you pick up and learn and change with every person that you meet like i've changed in one way or another from like knowing you guys um, knowing my best friend for sure, or even just people like that I have group projects with in school, uh, my coworkers, etc. You learn something, whether it's something small or something that changes your own beliefs. It's whether it's a a good thing or a bad thing is up for debate. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the beauty of being social creatures is that is one of our strengths. Can also be one of our weaknesses, but it's really up to us to determine like how we're going to take these experiences that we have with everyone. Yeah. Uh, and you know, when I said that, I thought maybe people would think like when I said that our friends make us happy, it's not to say that like people are, you're supposed to be dependent on others for, you know, your moral guidance. But you know, like if I look at this, you know, from inside out, like at a big picture, I kind of visualize it like as a puzzle piece and like, in life you're you're like your puzzle piece is getting bigger and people keep adding pieces and then you take some out because they don't fit anymore like you know that's what change really is um and i'm glad you guys agree because um i really feel like 
like yeah you you change for yourself but you you also change because like someone changed you something happened with someone that like made you different and then like um for instance a lot of people will say you you switched up mm-hmm. and, or you think you're you're too good for us and like sometimes you just outgrow them yeah. you know and that's okay and sometimes you outgrow toxic people and that's okay like when it comes to growing you you only have to worry about yourself you know if if your group isn't in the point where they're growing you can grow and leave any time of them like and you know some people might say that's a shot on loyalty but like loyalty you know is also a great thing and it can get you killed it can get you in trouble and and that's just because you wanted to stick with people that you outgrew and they became toxic you know and if they grow if you both grow but you one's going in one direction the other one and you're going another direction that's okay too and you know you you keep the memories with you and and you keep going and once in a while you bump into each other and you're like oh how's it going blah 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 and that's just that's just life and that's just growing so okay so the fourth one is that time is expensive um einstein was once asked to explain the theory of relativity and he said put your hand on a hot stove for a minute and it feels like an hour then try sitting next to a beautiful woman for an hour and it feels like a minute that's relativity so the older i get the more i think that time is going by faster and angel really puts it into perspective when he said that the older you get the older you get the more sensitive you are to time like like, can you go to this meeting? No, I got to go to my son's game. Like, but I only have an hour to do everything, you know? And sometimes when you feel rushed, when you've got a lot going on in the day, a lot on your plate, you feel like you didn't spend the day at all doing whatever you wanted to. Um, suffice to say that when you're young, like, time is limitless. But then, like, the older you get, like, time is really, like, it's, you know, when people say it's crunch time, it really is, like, all the time. Sorry, that I said time a lot of the time. I definitely agree with you that time does feel like it's passing by a lot quicker when you're older. Um, like with me, for instance, um, like with my daughter, um, it's definitely really strange to think about that. Like four years ago, she was so tiny as opposed to how she is now. Um, and it's crazy to think about just how memories in general, like you can remember times when you were like five, six year old years old and you're like oh it feels like when you're thinking about it that it was just not too long ago then you think back and you look at a calendar and you're like oh shit that was like 20 years ago that that happened or 15 years ago um but for whatever reason like those memories feel a lot closer in terms of time as opposed to something that just happened recently but it's definitely you have to make good of your time because time is finite for us we're not going to be alive forever so I'm definitely a firm believer of you need to make use of your time. Um, although I have issues with that too, where I feel like I have too much time. And whenever I'm not doing something, I do feel a bit of anxiety where I'm like, I could be using this time wisely and I'm not, um, which makes me feel like I need to get that crunch time, which is what was so strange about being in college was when you had that crunch time. Cause for three years, my schedule was, I wake up at six, go to school at seven get off at one, go to work at two, I'm home by like 11. Mm -hmm. And that was just routine for me. Um, But I liked it. 
So now that I'm like, I don't have that set schedule, it just feels like I'm wasting the time that I have where I'm not gaining something, whether it's knowledge or socialization or even like something rewarding like money or even going out for food, like enjoying myself, enjoying time. If I don't get that, it's it feels like it's I'm not making use of the gift of life that I was given, if that makes any sense. Um, I think that reflects perfectly on the the origins of when I started the Core Life podcast that, you know, we, we've learned and done so much. And when, when the majority of us, the majority of the listeners actually aren't even 25 yet. And it, it makes sense because like we as millennials, as, as, Gen, Z, as Gen Z's or, you know, older millennials, we've done so much and, we, and we're, we're doing more. Um, I, 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 I will go even say that we're doing so much with one hour than 10 years ago that someone can use within their hour, you know, you know, we, we became masters of multitasking, of multitasking, like, um, and yeah, you, you know, I would only right now prioritize things that would make me happy or make me money. That's really the only two things like, you know, the core life podcast is definitely something that makes me happy. And in retrospect also makes like, it makes us like two, you know, couple dollars here and there a couple cents but like that's it's a growth and 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 that's something i want to invest and as older as i get i want to invest my time properly you know i want to invest things you know you you invest in soccer and for for a lot of us in, in our friend group we stop playing soccer because we start taking our, our time to a certain thing and that's not bad it's just that as an individual we we started investing our time differently and and we learned that we don't have to invest the same thing as our friends do um you know and and it's you know a lot of people will think have the mentality we're like well i want to make money so i'm gonna work so much but then in the end of the day you're not gonna you're gonna be so tired on your free time that you're not gonna enjoy that money yeah. you know you're gonna have to pay bills and stuff and like and you're not gonna you're gonna see the world gray and you're only going to see it. You're going to be. You're going to basically be a machine, and that's really bad. Um, you know, even the billionaires of the world. You know, Bill Gates. You know, Buffett. They say like, just enjoy your time. Time's more valuable than the money it is. So, you know, for the people that listen to Core Life Podcast, I, I, I want to say they believe the same thing. You know, they they take the time because they enjoy what we talk about, and and I thank them all because they we take an hour of your time, once a week. And you listen to us, but that's because we give you enjoyment or we, we share the same thoughts or even you don't even share the same thoughts and you want to argue. By the way, if you listen to this podcast in the beginning, there's an ad where you can send us voice messages, send us your feedback if you want to argue with us or not. But yeah, that's that's perfectly fine. Uh, I completely agree with a lot of what Jesus said. Um, that was a very nice backstory from Oscar as well. Um what you said about investing your time because when you get older you don't have much of it because you're you know you're growing up and you have a job and you have kids and stuff like that um and i think what jesus was saying well like if i if i'm not doing anything in a day i feel like i've wasted the day i think that's what kept me that's what kept me from kind of not going to school that's what kept me from dropping out of school it's like i wanted to go because like i have something to do that day and I at least feel like I'm ga- I'm gaining something. And, like, when you're out of school, it's, like, I'm just wasting the day, especially if you're not working. Um, but then after, like, 
couple of weeks of like not going to school and then like, you know, having your days off, I just started to like go on YouTube or like download some books and like just basically teach myself my major again, like just re reiterate what I've done like already in college, but like from other people's perspectives, because I feel like if you learn the same thing from five different people, you're going to learn five different things, even though it's like the same subject. Mm -hmm if that makes sense. So I def I definitely think like investing your time in like learning a new school, a skill or just like investing time in like relaxing or like spending time with like your dog or something is like, it's valuable. Yes. But like, it's also expensive because like you could have exchanged that time for like, you know, something else like, Oh, like, um, I'm going to go hang with my girlfriend or something, or I'm going to go watch a movie. Um, and the older you get, like just the more expensive that becomes. Because the faster time seems to go. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next one is people only truly value others who are similar to themselves. Wait, repeat that one more time. People only value, only truly value others who are similar to themselves. And this is something you believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I'm, I don't believe that. I don't believe that because um, there's a lot of people in my in my life that think they are completely different than I am. Um, for instance, uh, my girlfriend Danielle is a complete different person than I am, but she's probably the most valuable person in my life right now. Um, I feel like I feel like that's the opposite. I feel like if we're too similar, I I don't put you as a priority because like y you you become like a I can just start putting a number on you and you start losing your your name really if we're so similar i'm one and you're two and jesus is three and four and five etc and you lose your personality so i think if anything if that slight difference of someone's personality makes it you know you're, you're become a person and the more you're different the more of a person you are and there are people that are similar you know, some people are like, oh, that's my twin, and that's cool. But, um, which, you know, I still care about those people that are very similar to me. Um, and they are still my uh, a sense of priority. But the people that aren't similar are also priorities in my life, you know. So, I guess it depends on the person, you know. No, the reason I only say that is because, like, I don't mean similar as, like, we're, like, exactly the same. Or, but we're not different i just mean similar like there are some things that we agree on and there's some things we don't agree on okay. so like just like i guess if i put it visually it's like a puzzle piece again like it's what what your contour is to my contour what your curves fit into my curves and like what i push into you and you push into me things like that yeah i think it's easier to grow more connected to someone who has the same opinions as you or has the same interests like with my best friend like we have a lot of similarities mm -hmm. we have the same kind of dark humor that we enjoy um we have the same hobbies we're very interested in literature and philosophy video games uh activities but we also have very not drastic but we're not afraid to shy from our differences that we have in terms of opinions and how we see life and our personal philosophies. And that's fine. So I would feel like I more so would disagree just personally that mm -hmm. I don't hold any value in people that 
don't share those same kind of similarities with me because I've met a lot of people that have very drastic differences from me. Like even on like my social media, I have people who identify as leftists, social media activists, far right, um, Republicans, just different. They have different identities themselves, but I don't put those labels on them. I just kind of see them as people that I've interacted with that I respect um, and that I do hold value to because I hold value to pretty much everyone, even people that I have distaste for. I will never identify them as anything less than what they are. And I always see them as humans, no matter what they may believe in. Mm. I believe that I agree with most of what you're saying, Jesus. Um, maybe I just sh- shouldn't w- use the word value. Like like what you said, respect. Like I, w- I would respect plenty of people that I've met that aren't, you know, the same as me because they've at least taught me something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going back to what Oscar said, like if I met someone if I had a friend who was the exact same as me, I wouldn't learn anything. Right. Or I wouldn't be as interested in them. Um, it's boring when you yeah, when you does. only interact with people that like you have a lot of similarities with. Mm-hmm. No, it does. And that's why, you know, sorry, I like peeked in. That's why I said, you know, I only said similar, not like right. the same. Um, so, you know, value, in terms of when I say value, I would say like value, like truly hold close to you, like, you know. Um, you have a strong connection. I, to yeah, it, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 um, I agree with a lot of what you guys said. Um, almost to the end. This is the second to last one. Um, nothing happens for a reason other than the actions that you took that led you to where you are. So, like when people say everything happens for a reason, like that's not something I believe in. I believe that we have at least some sort of, you know, say in what we do or what has happened to us. So, um, I believe that phrase can be taken, can, can be like, you know, thought about differently. The way I look at it is that every decision I've made has brought me to this point. And I believe in a semi free will, um, thought, I believe that there's certain things that I choose that got me here, but there's not like, I was not ever meant to be here either. Um, you know, some people believe in a complete, um, free will that like the world's random and, and there's nothing that can stop you. But I I believe that there's other people's wills that can stop you or other people's wills that will help you get to where you are. So to say that, you know, I mean, you know, I played tennis today with my, with my friend Pancho that didn't get me here, but that's, that's some, like if I broke my leg playing tennis, I wouldn't be here. Right. So like there's definitely there's definitely an alternative universe where like I could have broken my leg and you know it would just been you and it would just been the Jesus episode. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's definitely a semi free will thought that I believe in that I do believe that whatever decision I made or decision that I didn't make got me here. And yeah, I mean it's a I it's not a yeah, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up for me. It's definitely not. It's you know, and and probably ten years from now, I'll probably think differently, and I'll probably blame like the world that got me here. Or I'm like, I did it by myself and only myself. So, it. I agree with what you're saying, uh, Oscar. Uh, I have the same kind of sentiment. I feel like in our lives, we mostly 
of course we have free choice of what we decide to do like i can knock over your water bottle and i wouldn't feel bad about it on my end because it doesn't really <laughs> interact with me <laughs> it's going to make you feel bad though. um because yeah. i i have the opportunity where i have my free will to knock that over mm. but you couldn't control me knocking it over which is the thing right so we only have control of what we decide we want to do but i can't stop someone else from interfering in my life i just have the opportunity and the free will to choose how i respond to that which is what this case kind of is so like those big events that really change like our worldview that we mm -hmm. talked about our core values how we respond to it is how our core values come to be where I, if something like if i broke my leg yeah i could start seeing the world or whoever broke my leg or was somewhat mm -hmm. responsible for it i could see them in a negative light and i could change how i view people in general mm -hmm. or i could just see it as like oh you know shit happens like yeah. i'm not going to feel bad it's not your fault for breaking my leg during a tennis match because mm -hmm. you got salty because mm -hmm. i beat you or something <laughs> um that's really what it comes down to in my opinion is we it's just how you you view the world but it's it's a toss-up yeah 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 it is up a, to a certain point it is a toss-up and i do believe in like semi-free will because i don't think like i said it, i don't think anything is black or white so i don't think that we have 100 percent control but then again i don't think we have 100 percent like everything is just random and we're just following like yeah the pattern of atoms yeah there's there's yeah. no certainty to the world uh these things it's just really the only absolute free will we have is just the free choices that we make mm -hmm. to what we decide to do and how we respond to events that happen to us that we mm -hmm. couldn't control yeah i agree okay so i think this is the last one uh this one's kind of subjective i guess more subjective than the other ones um tell me what you guys think um but i heard that this is one of Plato's philosophies, and I really uh, agreed with it. Uh, we think that things are beautiful uh, because those beautiful things have qualities that we ourselves are missing. So, for example, if I see a bridge and I'm like, wow, it's a really beautiful bridge. Maybe it's because it's strong. Maybe I'm missing strength and I'm lacking it. And I'm, I'm, I like need something to see that has strength to then be like, wow, I'm missing that. Like, I really need that. Or when you're envious of someone's wallet and how much money they're making, it's like, wow, like, your wallet's beautiful. It's like, thanks, it's designer. It's like, I bought it because, you know, I have money. Or if, like, you know, you see, like, a, a beautiful, I don't know, car or something that's designed really well. It's like, wow, that car's really beautiful because, you know, it's contoured and it's shaped like this and that. And it's like, maybe, like, you're reflecting on your your body image because it's like wow i'm not chiseled or i'm not like toned or some, things like that what do you think oscar i think beauty like you said is definitely objective or subjective objective. subjective um and i do believe that in, in a sense you know aurora is a is in a philosophical not a crisis but like in a chain in a, in a change um we're definitely there's definitely a lot of groups, um, including ourselves, that are trying to improve the city um, one way or other based off the image of other cities, um, whether it's Naperville, Batavia, St. Charles, and all that. Um, and that's because they've had some sort of beauty, quote-unquote, that we haven't, we've been missing for the past two decades or three decades, whatever. Um, 
But I don't believe that jealousy or envy has to be in the mix unless you let it be. For instance, we don't, we're not, Aurora's a whole isn't envious of Naperville, but we see it as a as a as a beautiful thing, and we we reflect upon ourselves and we're like, they got there because they did, they they stayed you know, a, a wholesome community. Mm-hmm. How can we as Aurorans, Aurorians or whatever, um, get to there without having a you know, be envious or be jealous. So we improve ourselves. You know, we, we improve ourselves based off other images. And it's not because we're copying them, but because we see we did miss out on some sort of peace in the past two decades with, with game violence in Aurora. But now that's highly been improved and Aurora's been a more safer place compared to, you know, two decades ago. And it's definitely a shift in ideology. Um, like beauty is definitely a perspective thing. Um, and envious or jealousy doesn't have to be included if you don't let it be. Uh, I agree with the jealousy envy thing. That was just me kind of putting an analogy in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I apologize for that. Um, to add on to it before Jesus speaks, um, when you're like dating somebody, like what you said with Danielle, mm-hmm. you know, that was really heartfelt. And like maybe like I agree that beauty is on the inside for people. So, like, when you meet someone and you start a relationship, you're like, wow, you're so courageous. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you can help me build some of that courage into my life and I can put it to use, you know, in my everyday life uh, when it comes to, like, maybe getting a job or something, things like that. Um, when it comes to beauty and finding a partner, um, you're definitely finding something that you're missing. Yeah. Um, I do believe that strongly. Like, what what I don't have, Danielle definitely completes me. Mm-hmm. And I like to think that, Danielle's a perfect being, but, um, I'll, you know, she's definitely learned from me, you know, not to, like, you know, toot my own torn, but, um, no, like, when it comes to, like, the philosophy of beauty in, you know, relationships, finding a partner, you're definitely finding something that completes you, that definitely, that, or, um, and, and the, you know, we keep going back to the puzzle piece, it fits perfectly, but you're gonna fit so perfectly that you can't take it out anymore and that's why that that's the that's the beauty about dating is that there's so many puzzle pieces in the world and you, you're finding your own puzzle piece you're finding that corner piece yeah. just so you can start um your new life together mm-hmm. so let's take it to you jesus i agree with the quote in terms of how oscar phrased it just now mm-hmm. me personally i'm not a materialistic person i really don't care for having you know, I say this and I have an iPhone 10s Max. But the thing is, I only got this phone because my iPhone 6 Plus broke. Mm-hmm. And this phone had just come out. And I was like, I'd rather invest money into something that'll like not give me clout. Yeah. But will have that'll last time. Yeah. Well, that yeah. will last a long time. Like my car that I drive right now, my bumper came off the damn yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> and it's been rusting for like the past year and a half. Yeah. But I'm so deciding to drive it mm-hmm. just because it still runs. Mm-hmm. Like, I always get the looks when I go to downtown Naperville from people that are like looking at my car and there's holes in it and they're like, they're all driving like Teslas Mm -hmm. or like brand new Kila Souls. Most definitely. Um, But I don't care just Mm because like, I don't, I don't care for beauty when it comes to materialistic things. Yeah. But I, I do care about beauty in terms of people. So I definitely agree with seeing the, like how you phrase it as Mm -hmm. like, 
you know, I, I care about the curves in this car because I wish I had that. Mm -hmm. I see that more as like in terms of like role models, mm -hmm. like growing up, you see like, for instance, like mine was like the, the rock. Yeah. Um, I envied his charisma. Mm -hmm. I envied his strength. I envied his profession. I envied, I envied his decisions to like when I read his bi autobiography as a kid, mm -hmm. just reading his story and like all those things that he had to go through to get to where he is. I envied that. Um, and that's where I found the beauty in it. And that's what I wanted to do in my life. And going back to like meeting everyone and learning something from each of that, I see the beauty in everyone whether they see it in themselves or not, mm -hmm. I definitely can recognize it and I learn from it. And it's something that I hold dear. Maybe, yeah, maybe envy when I originally said it isn't the right word. And maybe what I meant to say is admiration. Like you have admiration for their, you know, whatever skill set they had. Um, so for example, if you're thinking about Tesla and you're thinking about the people who admire like Elon Musk, mm -hmm. you know, People know that Elon Musk was like bullied and he was like a nerd, but now he's like a multi, is he a billionaire? I think, I think so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, he's like a billionaire now. It's like, it's like not people, are, not people. It's not that people are envious, but it's like people admire him for being so similar to him. Yet he also had like the skill set to be a, a successful businessman, you know? So you like admire that. You think that it's a uh, beautiful that he had, um, those skills to get where he is, even though, you know, he was like a, a weeb in elementary school or something. I totally, I totally didn't pay attention to what you said. Uh, no, but, um, some people, you know, stay true to themselves and they find their beauty. Um, eventually, you know, some people that get bullied think I could be different. Um, and they, and they always have, they have self image problems stuff like that and it takes a long time to build that um what's that word self-confidence self-confidence you know yeah. you know esteem stuff like that and you eventually find the beauty among yourself and, and you find and like i always say like the, the the difference of makes you is beautiful you know like you can you can be you, you know i i like i love irobot as a movie because that that one robot that wanted to like think differently mm -hmm. is beautiful you know and, and it, it definitely changes the way you think so for elon musk who was bullied you know he was bullied all his life but he stayed true to himself and now he's a billionaire yeah. and now he, he himself he always thought he was beautiful and he he stayed true to himself he didn't change up if he changed up he would probably never have found tesla or spacex and stuff like that and be be a, a, an internet troll <laughs> on twitter but um no yeah Cool. Uh, and then the very last one I have for you guys is that I don't think people should live life as seriously as they do sometimes. Um, and for me, what this comes down to is like what Jesus said earlier, um, like the the uh, free will that you have is like the decisions to make after something has happened to you, like after you broke your leg or something like, can I choose to view whoever broke my leg in a low light or can I just choose to forget about it and then start my recovery process um so for example when people like in a retail environment treat a retail employee poor poorly that retail employee employee can choose to like laugh it off and then just go on to the next customer or they can choose to like file a complaint be sad all day go to the manager things like that so i think people can decide when 
and when not to like care as much as to just live um not freely but like as basically like down to earth yeah down to earth like you know like hey like think about it you're like in a blue floating piece of dust in space like does this really matter you know um yeah like i I go back to um the differences and making beautiful it makes you human um one other thing that makes you human is the ability to you know like you said you can have a switch when and when not to be serious and when not to take a situation serious and that's that's what makes us human was that you can switch off whenever you want and that's what i love about twitter really is that I, you know, go scroll down, there's memes, there's, like, a, a trend going on, but then all of a sudden, you know, the world is against Alabama and Georgia and Ohio because they're doing something very evil, mm-hmm. and that's when our series switches turn on. To some people, it takes a while for them to, to switch that, um, that switch, you know, flip it to from not serious, and that's when people are, like, become trolls because they... they People become serious about things, and they're not serious, but they still want to jump on the, the trend, and that's when people get irritated because, like, why aren't you as serious as mm-hmm. I am? And you, we just have to learn that not everyone's gonna be as serious as, as or or as passionate, you know. For right now, the topic is protecting women's rights, mm-hmm. and definitely protecting. And, and you know, my switch is always gonna be a very serious topic, you know. But once, you know. I once that's settled or hopefully settled, you know, it, I can switch back. But for some people, that switch is always but but because that that's their life and that they have to have their switch on because if they don't if they turn it off, you know, that's that can be the end for them. And and I respect those people too. Um it's definitely a switch if you want to think about it, you know, we can be silly one day and serious because you know, people are being evil, or people are are on a darker gray than we than most of us are. I definitely agree with that. I think it's very important to be able to learn when to be serious and when not to be serious. Most definitely, because um, I know a lot of people that are like that. That their serious switches on all the time. Yeah, whether it's people who advocate for women's rights, mm-hmm. uh, who always have that switch on. The people that go against it and they always have their switch on and whenever they collide um they just never back down it's never a case of like they want to hear to the other side it's always i'm defending my side i don't give a damn about what you think because my my defense matters so much to me which is always really difficult for me because i know so many people within that same group yeah where i'm like i have my stance that i i do side with you know we need to have better protection for women mm-hmm but I, it's not going to make me deny what the other person is saying. I don't agree with them, of yeah. course, but I'm not going to make them feel like their opinion is less valid. But the issue comes with how do I make it seem like I'm caring for what they say? Because I know mm-hmm. that they're never going to listen to what I have to say. Yeah. So it's just kind of if we enter that discussion, because um, I do this at work all the time. Like, it, yeah. it's so surprising how like how many of my coworkers, not surprising, I guess, but they're very openly Trump supporters. And having discussions with them and me sharing like my opinions on the things they bring and then me noticing like they're not even hearing what I'm saying. They just go on to the next point. I have to learn to just be like, okay, I said my piece. I'm going to be fine with it. Like there's still my coworkers. I still 
if that's how they feel like then fine there's still i look at it from outside of it i guess um and it's it's kind of difficult to learn how to switch it that thing on and off yeah it's only until recently where i've kind of learned to just be more chill about it but i do think that knowing when to take life seriously is definitely a must Mm -hmm. because if you don't then you get taken advantage of see with things like that like when when you know people aren't listening to you like that like i think it would just be best to like you know just take that situation more lightly like uh, i'm not gonna listen to me yeah it's because like for instance like going back to the bumper thing yeah i think i I mentioned it to you that just today Mm -hmm. what the issue came is that like the car was old this car is old. Mm-hmm. I knew it was dying. I bought a new car for my neighbor and I could see the situation where she told me that I could bring the car with me because while well, I'm waiting for the title, but she ended up transferring the plates from that car to her new car. Mm-hmm. And I can't drive the plates with no, pl- right. the car with no plates or with my plates on mm-hmm. it fictitiously. Um, so I could have decided, okay, I told her that I needed these, pl- this car. I could be angry to her, to her for making this decision knowing that like it, it's making me run the risk of taking this car and breaking down mm-hmm. or I could just be like, okay, well this happens. What do I do about it now? Yeah. And just take it more of like a casual, like, okay, I didn't have control of this, but how am I going to control how I respond to this? Yeah. And that's how I see it as more of a casual thing as opposed to being serious about it and being like, well, why did you do this? I told you I needed this like a week mm-hmm. and a half ago. Like just seeing how you, how you interact with those kinds of situations, both in a casual sense, like yeah. with a car, as opposed to having like a, a serious political or philosophical discussion, like women's rights, abortion, rape, or even talking about death, mm. like is on the side, like, or something strong core value, like in terms of like free will or yeah. is the earth flat or not? <laughs> Just knowing when to be chill, when to be, serious right. is definitely a must in mm-hmm. my opinion yeah and then knowing when to switch that on and off is for some people very hard like oscar said um or some people just don't turn it off and you know they have to be very careful not to turn it off because that's their livelihood and that's who they are and that's all that's who they have always been and who they will be um and i think you could say that switch analogy for any of the questions that we've talked about today like whether the earth is black or white like what do you think like oh it's definitely black today it's definitely white today or you know i'm gonna leave it in the middle and put it at gray um when you were talking about death um that's all i think about at night i'm not even gonna lie like death keeps me up at night a lot you know what the the thought of death the thought of death is so scary dude i I just looked up a couple videos about death and the philosophy of death a couple days ago Mm -hmm. um getting ready to come over here and like i never really thought about it until listening to these videos and I'm kind of like, oh, shit, what does happen after we die? Yeah. Like, I don't remember anything else besides my earliest childhood memory. So what's going to happen after my dying day? Like, yeah. it, like that's the first time I really got anxiety. Because mm-hmm. um, having had, like, a couple near-death experiences, right. it's kind of like, oh, shit. Like, it, that is one of those big things where it's mm-hmm. like, now I'm starting to view this world differently. <laughs> yeah. And that's maybe that's why, I like, because I've had, I've had one near-death experience when I was very young. And I didn't really care for it. Like, I didn't really take it that seriously when I was younger. But then when I, like, the older I get, the more I realize, like, damn, like, I could have stopped there. Like, you know, life could have stopped when I was uh, that young. And I wouldn't have known what it would be like right now. Um, but I think me thinking about death too much made me realize that I don't have to live life as seriously. Like, I don't have to take that guy. Like, I don't have to take 
I don't have to show that guy that I'm angry because he said fuck Mexicans or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I can just like walk away and laugh it off because I know that that guy's not mad at me. He's just mad at the world or something. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Oscar? No, I'm just happy you used the title of the, of the episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, come to the the thoughts that keep me up at night. Uh, death has been an on and off topic for me, not because, um, damn, I'm dead. What the fuck is gonna happen now? But more like, what am I missing? afterwards yeah. like one thing that <laughs> the thing that keeps me up at night is that george washington when he died 10 years later they discovered dinosaurs so he never knew when dinosaurs like existed yeah. and but like it's definitely things that you miss out in life or like how stephen hawking and like stan lee died a year respectively before like you know black holes were photographed or before Endgame came out, you know? Like, dude, that sucks, man. That, that's terrifying. It's definitely... And one movie... One movie, which is really dumb, is called The Fanboy? Or The Big Fan? It's a kind of dumb. It's an indie movie. But it's about how these group of friends come together because one of their friends is dying. Mm-hmm. And this is 1999, and episode one of Star Wars is coming out. So the movie is like them taking their friend to... Um, Lucas Farm or you know Skywalker Farm, so he can see the the movie before he dies because he he couldn't he his only regret would if he died and not see the first movie that you know his life would have been meaningless 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 so like they you know they go he gets to see the movie he dies you know a couple months later the friend group goes and able to see the movie and the way that movie ends is like. I really hope this movie doesn't suck, which it ended up sucking. <laughs> <laughs> but it, no, it's something that like you know, it is definitely a, a this is a black and white thing for me, yeah. because I want to live forever, only only because I want to see what's going going to be in the end, what's next? or what's next for human, for society. Like I want to be a vampire like that, yeah. um, but I don't want to live forever because I want to end in my terms and whatever I learned. At that point, it's what I want to know. But I still, I'm curious of what's after me. Like, I'm so curious of what my great grandchildren are gonna accomplish. Yeah. All I'm seeing now, when it comes to death, like after having that anxiety and panic, thinking about those questions, I, I coincidentally come across the the Keanu Reeves interview with Stephen Colbert recently, where mm-hmm. at the end of that 10 minute clip, Colbert asks him, you know, what happens after we die, Keanu Reeves, and he responded <laughs> saying, um, I know that the people who love us will miss us. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, that really hit me. It will. And now I'm seeing it as, like, I, I agree with that. Like, people that love us will miss us. So I'm going to live my life giving them a lot of reasons. To miss me? To miss me. Yeah. Like, in a, in a, uh, like so a positive, like all, like, all the positive yeah. aspects of the things that I've done. Like, yeah. It's, it, that really, Keanu Reeves is really deep. Yeah. I, love that I, think, <laughs> I think that's why people have kids, honestly. Like, so they... So, you know, people have... Yeah, I want to I want to give my daughter yeah. a reason to... Not a reason to miss me, but I want to leave a <laughs> lasting impression on yeah, her. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think that the way that I want to um, set off or, you know, take off on my career is due to the fact that I'm so scared of death. And I've only ever told one person this or two people or three people. But basically... The way I want to go throughout my career is to have notable work done. 
So like, for instance, the guy who created a bunch of the branding for like American Airlines or let's see, JCPenney or like all these other brands, like no one knows his name, but people know like his, like his artwork basically, or like his image, you know? And I feel like that's a goal of mine is to have recognizable work where my ideas and ideologies surpass death. Like I myself as a body can die, but like I'm afraid that if I die without having done anything notable, like my whole life was a waste. Um, as an artist, it's very hard to, I mean, I'm not an artist, I'm a podcaster, <laughs> but it's an art, um, I guess, but look at Van Gogh's story. Like Van Gogh, tried so hard to make something that would make him famous like he died of poverty basically you know he died of lack of something but he died of basically poverty and it wasn't until after his death that his artwork became world renowned and he's one of the considered one of the best of whoever did it um you know it it's hard to you know it's hard to think i i, I wouldn't be able to survive as an artist because in my mind I always think as a failure until it's over, and then people are like, "Damn, this dude was this dude was awesome. This dude was a a trendsetter or something like that." And it's hard because artists, that's what the way they live, you know. Um, what's that? The guy that collabed with um, Coach Keith Haring. Keith Haring, you know, he he was big when he was alive, but he, yeah. he but he became bigger after death, after death yeah. and that's 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 the shocking part about artists that they will never see their their true their true full success. Like I like I'm a strong believer. Once like Little Wayne or, or Drake dies, their catalog is just gonna be immense, like huge. And they're they they have success now, but the amount of success they'll have after death is gonna be skyrocketing. It's gonna be monumental. And that's just that that's the life of an artist is that their catalog will s- surpass them way beyond their 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 creator's you know life. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I might as well be a barista then, so I can like, <laughs> so I can see people's satisfaction of my art immediately. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it does suck if you look at it that way. But the way I want to look at it is like, you know, I'm not just an artist; I'm a problem solver, because that's what design really is: is that you're problem solving for somebody, a visual through a visual sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I honestly that's the way I see my career going. It's like I want to do something notable so that. I surpassed death and I don't have to die for people to tell me like, Oh, good work. You know, (laughs) (laughs) um, do you have any closing thoughts gentlemen about philosophy, your core values? Um, I guess just stay true to yourself. I think like Oscar had mentioned earlier in the beginning of the of the podcast, just, you know, no matter, I feel like be more open to people. Don't, don't take life too seriously. Like mm-hmm. we, we've said, yeah. keep an open mind, mm-hmm. um, but always stay true to yourself. Um, my final thoughts within philosophy is that, um, that switch that, that, you know, from serious to lighthearted, um, keep that switch loose. Don't, don't, don't get it stuck in one, in one aspect. And for the people that have it stuck to that aspect, you know, that's their true selves. And back to Asus is your true self is going to keep going. Like, you know, core values, you know, your philosophy in life, that, that would change. And, and and as a person, you change too. 
and hopefully people around you see us see that and don't call you out in a negative way but call you out in a positive way and you know life keeps going moving forward and you know stuff like that all right well thank you for those closing remarks um as for me i just want to thank everyone who listened to the episode all the way through i know that um you know people listen but maybe they get too busy or they you know they have to cut out the episode early um for me you can find me as always on my instagram at juan.ai having a lot of fun there uh, hopefully someone hires me soon please <laughs> um oscar um like always if you're listening to this podcast you obviously follow me but follow the podcast tql pod it's tql pod um that's the handle for our instagram facebook and twitter um also go buy our stickers at redbubble um yeah, we might do something because we, we crossed the 1,000 uh, total plays. Um, I might do a giveaway somehow. Oh, we got to talk to Daniel about that. Um, other than that, like I said, we have a new sponsor, um, which is the voice messages from Anchor. If you, like, by any moment, I, I believe that link should be in any description where you listen to Spotify or Apple. Um, you click that link. It will send you to record a message. I don't know if it's anonymous. I haven't tried it yet, so don't be talking shit or wild. <laughs> but, you know, you can comment, do a comment on a specific, you know, time. Like, you know, let's say at 45 minutes, you wanted to make a comment about what Jesus said. You can you can just hit the voice message, send us. It's about a minute. You can only do a minute long, and we'll hear it. I think we have the ability to put it up on our podcast, but we probably won't. We'll probably just listen. Me and Juan will probably listen to it and give feedback to our guests, um, depending on the episode. But, yeah, TQL Pod, do the voice message. Um Maybe a giveaway, uh, Jesus. Uh, you can find me in pretty much all social medias under the username Costco, C-O-S-T-K-O. You can also find me at the Naperville Costco. I'll do my <laughs> best to help you guys out loading up your uh, your bulk items yeah. as best of my abilities. What's your Nintendo Switch online? Tag? Costco. <laughs> Literally everything. <laughs> <I thought> so. <laughs> Video game, uh, yeah. RuneScape. For sure. Facebook, Twitter, everything. <laughs> Just if you find someone under the username Costco, it's probably it's me. For him. Okay, and, cool. uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure being on the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Uh, one last thing to go off of the voicemail ad that we're going to have. Uh, yeah, if you want to talk shit, I for real think you're not welcome. But if you want to have like a discussion with us and ask us a question and just tell us your opinion respectively, I'm willing to listen. Is that that you shouldn't talk shit? If you do, I don't know if it's anonymous or not. Right. So, like if you talk shit and I know who you are, it's on site. It's on site. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. We'll be back next week um, for the, what is it, fifth episode? This is the fourth, right? Yes. Yeah, for the fifth episode. So we'll catch you guys then. Bye-bye. Bye.